Hello and welcome to The Long Short, a new podcast brought to you by AIMA, the Alternative Investment Management Association, focusing on the very latest insights on hedge funds and private credit. My name is Drew Nicholl. AIMA is the global representative of the alternative investment industry, with around 2,000 corporate members spread across 60 countries. Of these, our fund manager members account for approximately $2 trillion in hedge fund and private credit assets. Each bi-weekly episode of The Long Short will examine topical areas of interest from across the alternative investment industry, with news, views and analysis delivered by AIMA's global team, as well as a host of industry experts. So, whether you're a hedge fund or private credit industry veteran, a student of the industry, or just someone interested in learning more about hedge funds and private credit, this podcast will be your ideal companion to help navigate you through the long and short of this fascinating industry. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Long Short. I am thrilled to be speaking today to ITN Productions Head of Industry News, Nina Harrison-Bell, who joins us to discuss ITN's recent collaboration with AIMA in producing a program titled Holding Strong Alternative Investments in a Volatile Market, which was a feature length documentary style program on the alternative investment industry. She's also here to share her wisdom on the challenges of coherent storytelling in a world dominated by quick takes and social media. Nina, welcome to The Long Short. Hello, thank you so much for having me. You are very welcome. And I am also joined by my co-host and colleague, Tom Kehoe, who was part of the Holding Strong program from inception and is also able to give us insight on AIMA's mission to help educate people on hedge funds and demystify some of the common misconceptions we see in the media, Hollywood and elsewhere. Tom, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Drew. Delighted to be here today. So, Nina, let's start with you. Uh, why did ITN want to partner with AIMA on this program about hedge funds? And why do you think the industry has a story to tell? Um, well, I think um, the world of investment is um, it's, it's quite mystical for, for many people. I think, um, you know, uh, it, people maybe feel uh, that they don't really understand the world of investment. Um, and the reason why we, we decided we want to partner with um, AIMA on, on a programme was to sort of demystify the sector a bit and to perhaps challenge some, some of the um, preconceptions people have um, around um, the investment world being a, you know, um, aspirational, perhaps unachievable um, environment for, for many people in terms of, you know, where, where they might put, put their money and also perhaps to challenge the perception that uh, perhaps negative perceptions around um, the investment world. And I think, you know, what we do as an organisation in Industry News is we, we want to un uncover sectors and, and stories within sectors um, and bring them to life um, and make them more accessible to, to a wider audience. Um, and, and that was really our, you know, that really is why we chose to partner with AIMA and AIMA being, you know, so um, having such authoritative voice in, in the sector um, uh, and being quite, you know, um, forward thinking and, and uh, visionary about how they, you know, want to portray the, the sector, we, we felt it was a, a good partnership to explore. And so turning to you, Tom, what made you want to work with ITM Productions on this project? Principal goal at AIMA is one of advocacy and education and communication. At the heart of that is our mission to raise awareness about the alternative investment industry, you know, explaining its benefits, 
you know, to the likes of yourself and myself through, you know, pension plans that, you know, we might have, uh, the benefits to markets and the real economy. And, and we're constantly looking at ways as to how we can do this and how to tell our story. You know, and then it just, it was very fortuitous that an internationally renowned broadcaster like ITN met with us, you know, the productions team and, and the vision which their team outlined to us to deliver this news style commentary and bring to life the examples of our industry providing value to investors, markets, and the economy. So it was a perfect fit, really. And you know, we were really delighted to work with Nina and her team in doing that. So, so now we've set the scene somewhat. Let's get straight to the heart of the matter. As discussed in the program, public perception of hedge funds are at best mixed, I would say. And, and I would say that's mostly due to misunderstandings and stereotypes about the industry. Nina, as, as someone outside of the industry, what was your perception of hedge funds at the outset of this production? And has your view changed at all? And if so, how? Well, I think I, I feel quite fortunate in that actually in my career, certainly in, um, in the last 10 years, I've produced a huge amount of content um, for the investment sector, both for, um, you know, for retail and institutional investor um, businesses or for retail audiences and institutional audiences. So if I sort of rewind back to what I perhaps thought of um, a number of years ago, which was, you know, I had very little understanding myself um, of the investment sector um, and I, I didn't really understand the language that was being used. Um, and it felt quite, um, you know, quite alien to me, actually. Um, but if I and, and sort of what I've managed to do over the, the course of my my career over the past um, 10 years or so is, is really get an understanding of the incredible stories that there are to tell in that sector um, about the impact that investment can have, um, as, as Tom said, on um, communities, on businesses, on society, on, on the, in the environment space. Um, and, you know, our perceptions as a team, perhaps, um, when we came to, to talk about, you know, look at how we might um, focus on hedge funds um, with, with the AIMA programme, um, I think there was, you know, there was an education um, that needed to happen. We did need to, um, there was a sort of, you know, what are the stories that we can be be telling? What is the sector about? Um, I think it's um, it's one that is is perhaps not not widely understood. And I think, you know, a hedge fund is a hedge fund, a, a, a sort of pot of money that that sits and grows and and generates um, returns for for investors. Or actually, is it is it more than that? And actually, yes, it is more than that. It's it's an investment pot that um, has you know is is strategically managed and is strategically distributed and, and invested in different parts of the globe, different types of businesses aligned to an investment approach for a, for a wider organisation. And actually, it's it's understanding what the impact is of that that pot of money, that fund, and and I think that's what you know, that's what became apparent as we started to tell these stories. And we spoke to um, companies and organisations who we, we, we asked to be part of the programme with AMA, um, that, you know, the, the huge range of um, impact that hedge funds can have on, on those things that I've, I've described. And so, Tom, 
by contrast, you have been living and breathing hedge funds for, for a little while now. Uh, we'll leave dates aside. But what's sort of your take on, on some of the myths and under, uh, misunderstandings that, you know, we see time and time again? And how did you seek to, to tackle some of the most common reoccurring ones in the program? Well, like, again, Drew, I mean, just thinking about who we partnered with, you know, being a broadcaster as well, recognized as ITN globally. And I just think about the perception of the industry and hedge funds being part of that industry. You know, if I look at the extreme examples in terms of how it is depicted, you know, some have gone so far as to describe hedge funds as being the dark forces of the investment industry. You know, we've even had politicians in the past describe hedge funds as the locus of society. Um, you know, and these labels are perpetuated by public perception and they're accentuated by the popular media through movies like Wall Street, you know, the Big Short, you know, the Billion Show. Uh, and all of these portray the industry, hedge funds and protagonists like that as being highly risky and highly secretive and highly speculative in nature, when in reality, nothing really could be further from the truth. And, and this is what we you know, explored with Nina and her team and with the partners that joined this program. So instead of the characters and billions and Wall Street, you know, the reality is that the hedge fund industry is full of people who are actually doing something. So they're constantly challenging themselves to produce higher rates of return for their shareholders, making markets more efficient. Now, these actions are helping equity prices in general to be higher and providing capital and wealth for everyone. So in doing this, they're producing you know, excess returns or risk-adjusted return, you know, being able to manage the risk for the likes of emergency workers, nurses, fire officers, teachers, all of those that would have an allocation to alternatives and, and by extension to hedge funds or endowments of schools and universities, even charitable organizations, they all allocate to alternatives and to hedge funds. And all of these need investment returns and all of these need their portfolios, the risk in their portfolios to be managed. And, and hedge funds are out there every day looking at them at doing that. And you know, that's the story that you know, we think should be told. But I don't think that's quite as exciting as the shows about the industry. So I would, I would put it to Nina and, and, you know, and, and to her colleagues and you know, generally the, you know, the media at large as to how we might be able to explore that. Might not be as exciting as a show, but that's the story I think should be told. I think you, I think Tom, you make some really valid points about, um, and I think some of the film, what, what's fantastic about some of the films we produced is that we did show the breadth of the sectors that um that you represent um that you're you know the sort of the sort of subsectors of in you know you you obviously as the sector but the types of um opportunities that you are um tapping into and bringing you know bringing value in esg bringing value in social infrastructure projects um you know um, I thought the, the film we produced um, where we focused on how women are playing a role and a bigger role in the sex. And I think that was an interesting, uh, you know, a film that did challenge perception around this being a very male dominated industry. And yes, it is still, you know, um, I don't know the numbers. You're, you're much closer to that than me. But yes, that it, I'm sure there are many more men versus women in the sector. But there are there is work being done to address those sort of imbalances and I think you know our films did play exactly to what you're saying Tom which is 
is showing the the impact the sector as a whole can have on on wider um, wider businesses and wider geographies. And we we were lucky to film in a number of um, locations as well. This wasn't just UK centric. Um, I, th I think the points you make are very valid. And I um, and I think this you know what is an alternative investment? And and that's that's a term that you know when I first heard that I I wa I wasn't what is an alternative what does that mean and actually i think our our program i hope has has helped explain what what alternative investments are um and that you know you, you don't have to go down the route of putting your money into a bank account or into a, a a pension fund um you can be investing in in all sorts of um investment vehicle in financial sort of uh, products or investment vehicles to to generate value from from your from your income and from your your investments and 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 seeing the real work on the ground that can be done through a company that's like directly invested in a in a in a business um, and how that can give you sort of direct returns as a an individual investor. So, no, I think that's that's absolutely right, and and I personally really enjoyed seeing what IPTN Productions did to sort of bring those stories to life, you know, around the world and touching upon that, that very wide array of topics um, that, that can be focused on in isolation um, as part of that conversation and then telling that broader story about the industry. But sort of from your point of view, uh, as someone in the media looking, looking into the industry, do you have any advice for any anyone uh, or, or someone like Ama or, or the industry more board about what we should do to sort of continue this good work and continue to sort of help demystify and is there any other than continuing to work with ITM Productions obviously? Well yeah I was going to say without being flippant more work with us um, no um, more programs more content I mean telling the stories of where the where the sector is having impact because that is what really resonates, I think. Um, you know, human storytelling is, um, you know, we all know um, the power of stories and, you know, we, we love to listen to stories. We love to talk about the books we're reading. We love to talk about the films that we've watched at the cinema. You know, everyone's got, we, you know, everyone's got a story to, to tell about their, their favorite TV show or what they're watching on Netflix or, um, you know, some of the other um, streaming channels as well as, you know, mainstream TV. Um, so I, th I think it's, you know, it's getting to the heart of where, where the impact is, where the money is having an impact and, and, and showing that happening on the ground, because that, that is, that is where, you know, that is where there will be the, um, the change in perception, the change in, you know, uh, in, in generating a, a wider understanding of the work that's being done when you actually hear from real people and real businesses um, about the impact that, that those investments are having on them and their wider communities or their wider businesses. Um, so I think, you know, that could, that, you know, that's, that would be a, a, a one piece of advice, I think, to, you know, to, to take away. Um, um, it's, 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 it's showing the on the ground, on the ground work. Um, obviously that's, that's the, you know, changing the perception of, um, this being, you know, it's not just money that's being moved around spreadsheets and um, into bank accounts, and you know, um, and it, it's not, um, it's not ma about making people with money more money. 
um it, it's about many more things it's about you know it and of course there is it is about bringing returns to investors so um encouraging people to invest their money in particular um in um investment schemes or you know with a going down a particular sort of investment proposition route um or focusing on a particular geography or a particular type of sector but actually um when you hear from real people who are at the end of that cycle who who you know are being impacted by the decisions made by those people who are managing the money and making those investment decisions on behalf of their investment investors that's where the you know the i think the real impact um will be in in changing perceptions and um opening people up and educating people on on what the sector is about and and there's so many rich stories to tell Thanks, Nina. We'll be right back after a brief interlude. AMA and the ACC are pleased to announce the Private Credit Investor Forum, which will be taking place in person on January the 24th, 2022 in Miami. As a sole membership association representing the global private credit market, we are delighted to be hosting the only dedicated private credit conference in partnership with iConnections during the annual Alternative Investment Week in Florida. LPs, GPs and industry specialists from around the globe will come together to discuss the key trends shaping allocator sentiment and the evolution of asset class. The day will include expanded networking opportunities alongside our premium content. Discussions will include comparability and standardization in private credit, trends in product design, ESG in private markets and getting the allocator's perspective on whether private credit is an asset class. Join us to share in the discussion resume relationship building and make good on those long overdue reunion plans. Welcome back. I'm here with ITM Productions Head of Industry News, Nina Harrison-Bell, and Tom Kehoe, AIMA's Global Head of Research and Communications. So Nina, let's turn to talk about the world of media, uh, which you live in when you're not filming uh, people in hedge funds. Um, in an increasingly digital world where most people get their news from short form clips and posts on social media, how has the way ITM Productions tells a narrative changed in its capacity as a conveyor of information? I mean, I think we, um, I think what's happened certainly since, you know, the, the pandemic started is a lot of organisations we're working with and we were almost, we felt we were almost ahead of, we were doing digital already, but actually what it, it's brought it very much more into the mainstream. And, you know, the ability to share content in person, which is, you know, um, was, was automatically taken away. Um, so we had to, uh, alongside our clients and our, our partners, we had to adapt to being able to share more content digitally. Um, and actually, you know, people have caught up very quickly, I think. And what I would say about this is with content, it has to be about where is your audience? And we all know that, you know, sadly, we don't necessarily sit down all together as a family on a Saturday evening and watch the one big TV show on, um, on, on one of three channels on, or four channels on television. You know, that is, has been an explosion in how people consume information. And so we, we've adapted to that and we are, you know, we are, we're very focused on getting our content in front of audiences and many audiences are online. 
you know, um, and it's that's about adapting the content um, to suit the format in which those people are digest are taking in their information. So it might be turning something that might have been five minutes long or three minutes long into something that is just a 15 second clip because they're seeing it on Twitter. And that's where that's where they're consuming that piece of information. So it's much more, um, you know, you're giving them it in a format that, that works for that platform. So we're very focused on on repurposing content into lots of different um, lengths and durations and whether we put animation around it or whether we put subtitles on it or whether we just do it as a really big headline, you know, soundbite or it's a an image, a very powerful image. Um, but it's about adjusting the content you're producing to where your audiences are consuming it. Um, and we've done that this year with, you know, with our programming, with our um, industry news programming and the AIMA program uh, as well, um, where we, we actually ran a targeted digital marketing campaign around the content so that we could ensure the content was being viewed by as many people as possible online, because that's where, that's where the vast majority of people are, are consuming their content but even more so now when there's been this when there's less IRL in real life you know and it's got to be in a trusted environment as well that's what I would say um you know people people go to the the places they trust to consume their content which is why you know hosting it on your own AIMA channels and um and, and on your you know on your website people are going to your website for your they trust your content. They want to, you know, they want, they're following you. And um, that, that brings us as, as content creators as well, when we're trying to bring in brands and businesses and linking them to a sector such as, such as the one represented by AIMA, that gives us, you know, we've, that gives us, you give us great credibility as well in terms of the content we're producing because it's in a trusted environment. environment. It's aligned to a trusted organization. So we bring the trust in terms of the content creation, the journalism and the, the brand that backs that, but you alongside that are bringing the, you know, the expertise and the credibility and the authority in the sector. So it's, it's a really, you know, it's a strong, it's a strong combination really. Um, hope that, hope that answers that. Well, we'll find out. Tom, <laughs> you are definitely a digital convert. Um, just based on, on, on what Nina was saying before the break about making it more uh, personal and, and, and bringing in, you know, real stories about real people, but also uh, the, the, the way these stories are conveyed, you know, maybe in bite sized chunks uh, through, you know, a, a long form piece becomes a, a short video or an infographic or something. Does all that chime with your own perceptions of, of the way uh, channels and and, and information exchange happens now and, and and how are you applying that to AIMA's own output which is you know as, as many of our listeners will know is is huge you know based on our various uh market focuses and you know geographical focuses no, no I, I think absolutely i mean what what nina said um makes perfect sense and 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 is very much the case as as i observe it um and you know as i even see how my own children um you know engage with things and try to understand what's happening in the world around them you're just not really getting it from the news as, as nina says you just don't have this one program that you all go to 
uh, you know, on, 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 a, on a Saturday night. It's just a variety of different medium that's out there. Uh, you know, we, we use LinkedIn, others will use Instagram, others will, you know, we start to use Twitter more, of course, too. You know, most people get their news now in that way, rather than going to, you know, the, the networking, picking up your news at six o'clock in the evening or nine o'clock in the evening. It's a, a stream of information that's always there, but people are time poor as well. That's what I've been um, observing, certainly how we look to try to transition how we de deliver our own content so we came from uh, my background is you know as an equity analyst so i would have written a lot of research reports that have been quite dense uh in terms of the the wording and also the you know the, the content that be within that and i just don't people don't have the time for that anymore because there's so much information out there so it's how can you then get your information to the public in the most appealing way and in the most attractive way and, you know, for us, it, it makes absolute sense to go down that digital route. You know, we have increased our LinkedIn following tenfold. We're closing in on 20,000 followers now, which is not too shabby when we compare ourselves to other associations of similar size in, in what we do in financial services. We've definitely increased the frequency of our, of our um, content as well and made that more short form and made that more digestible. You know, and, and the likes of the relationship that we have with ITM Productions helps that too, as you have the shorter form content pieces, which we can then repeat. Um, and, and nobody gets tired of that. Uh, and it's something that we can then you know, recall and, and look to develop further and develop our own content in a similar way. So we've started to look at doing our own in-house video. We've started this very podcast um, series this year as well. I, I believe that that's the future. We've got to be doing more short form and more in a digital way. I think you make a really, one of the points you said, or you make a lot of valid points, but I think interesting point you make about um, making sure you're, you know, you're giving your inf the information, your content on a regular basis as well. So don't start with a, you know, um, you've got to have a strategy behind it because um, in the same way that someone will, you know, a, an organization will say, right, we're going to, I don't know, we're going to put on EastEnders four nights a week. We're going to keep, we're, you've got to be telling your audience and they've got to understand when to expect the content because then you will maintain that following. Um, so you're, you're absolutely, you've got to have a strategy, haven't you, about around how you're sharing your content and, and when you're going to share it. Um, and you've got to listen to your audience as well. I think, you know, um, if you, you know, if you realise that they're not engaging with a 30 minute programme, for example, then it's a, it's a case of thinking, well, how, how, you know, where's the drop off coming and how can we adapt what we're doing to suit what what they're they're wanting to engage with? Um, Absolutely. No, could not agree more. Well, Nina, I suspect I already know the answer to this question, but uh, assuming the programme Holding Strong has not uh, educated everybody on the alternative investment industry, uh, are, you, are you open to working with us again and, and more work on this industry in the future? For sure, absolutely. Absolutely. As I said at the beginning, you know, as, as a team in ITM Productions, the industry news team, our, what, where we see our role is in bringing, is, is, is in partnering with, um, you know, authorities in different sectors who have real credibility, who um, 
who have their own platform, who have their own audience. Um, and what we aim to do is to bring in other partner organisations to tell their stories within that sector, which in the end we hope will have the objective of not only raising awareness around key issues, um, but you know, challenging the perception of, of, of um, certain sectors, but also to help grow new audiences for both the partners who engage in our programmes, but also for the organisations like AMA and, and others. Um, and like I said, you know, there are so many stories to tell from, you know, um, how the sector is impacting across all sorts of areas of society. So um, we, we'd, be, we'd be delighted to work with, work with AMA again. Um, and, um, you know, certainly let's, let's see whether we can explore that further. Well, thank you, Nina. And unfortunately, that is all we have time for today. Uh, so all that's left is for me to give a big thank you to our guests, uh, Nina Harrison-Bell, ITN Productions Head of Industry News, and Tom Kehoe, AMA's Global Head of Research and Communications. The Long Short was brought to you by AMA, the Alternative Investment Management Association, the global representative of the alternative investment industry. For our next episode, we will be bringing back AMA's CEO, Jack Ingalls, who will give us a roundup of the year and discuss the expected hot topics of 2022 for the industry. As always, new episodes will be available every other Wednesday on our website, AMA.org, or you can subscribe to The Long Short on Spotify, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening.